We are Wrestling Elitists. I am Chris Scott Moore, co-hosting as always with Avuncular Alex Gibson and Sensational Sean Natch. Welcome to the show, boys. This is our preview for Full Fucking Gear. How's it going? Yo, doing great. Can't Pretty wait. fucking excited right now. Um, <laughs> we Third have. Episode, I think on paper, this is going to be one of the best pay-per-views AEW's ever put out. Uh, on paper, I think this is going to be one of the best pay-per-views of all time. This is going to be one hell of a show. There's a lot of awesome matches, and we're going to break them down, and then we'll go into uh, some stuff later on. But first, we want to plug uh, the website on WrestlingElitist.com. Alex posted an article uh, going over the accessibility of all the great wrestling content that's out there. It's a fantastic read. Please uh, check that out. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, there'll be a dropping of my article about uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley from Full Gear 2019 and talking about my love-hate relationship with hardcore wrestling. Um, thank you for listening to the show and continuing to support us on iTunes and Spotify. Please subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share it with your friends inside the wrestling community. All right, boys, let's break down the show. Let's dive right in. Alex. Let's break down that first tag team match. So I think we were right before this uh, recorded, we were talking about what we think is going to be starting the mat, starting the show off. And I think that this is what we are on uh, kind of the same page. We think that we're going to, they're going to have to start the match with something that's fast paced, uh, probably a tag match because there's like a handful of tag matches on the show. And uh, it's Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Andrade El Idolo and Malachi Black. I think it's, it's, Kind of, it's exciting and it's also kind of a little bit of a, a retread at this point because we've seen Cody and Malachi Black face off three times now. Obviously, we had quite a bit of a conversation about how unhappy we were with how the third match ended. So, hopefully, this match for me, I, I don't see myself leaving super happy with it if Cody and Pac win, uh, unless there's something that happens to Cody afterwards. Uh, I'm just at a point where. I want to see Andrade and Malachi kind of take that next step. I think this match has a potential to really steal the show in the sense that like everybody, obviously nobody in this match is underrated, but there's so many other big things happening in that on that card that nobody's really looking at it as like some match that's going to be insane. But um, Malachi and Andrade as a just kind of a match made in hell, you know, bad meets evil type of a group. I love it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, kind of the outcome of it and uh, hopefully seeing those two then move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, it's a a real big mashing of feuds going on with Cody, um, with Andrade and Malachi Black kind of joining together to take their war to Cody. And then Pac kind of found his way in this with a, a longstanding feud over the death triangle with Andrade. But I think a tag team of Andrade and Malachi Black is something that would be fantastic to see actually happen. Uh, hopefully this kind of starts something off for them. I would be sad as well to see Andrade and Malachi lose. I think this is kind of the match that we see Cody maybe take his hit, take his lumps, and then we don't see him for a little bit, hopefully. But alas, I think it definitely will start the match. And it could really surprise us because with the rest of the card, this one kind of is at the bottom, so they have nowhere else to go but up. Yeah, and I'm glad that this is a tag match as opposed to a four-way. Uh, there were some rumors and rumblings online that it would be a four-way. Uh, we haven't—I don't think we've had an AEW four-way match yet, or at least it escapes me of just not remembering one, one being memorable. So I like that this is a tag match. Um, I do anticipate 
Perhaps there's going to be some semblance of a turn by Pac maybe on Cody. Not sure. I think they're really trying to keep Cody a face and not a heel and not go in that direction. I just don't know what the outcome is going to be on this match. I'm predicting Cody and Pac to win, though, just because it feels like they're really stomping on the face pedal with Cody. So maybe that's where what they're going to go with. I think this has the potential to be a show stealer. It just depends on um, how much time it's given and where it's placed on the card. If it is going to be the opener, maybe they will give them a little bit more time. But if it's in the middle of the card, I don't know if it could see opportunity to shine. Yeah, and there is those words of Malachi Black that were floating around of Caesar had more than one knife in his back. Um, this could be a turn on pa- of, of Pac, and we could really just see Cody take the babyface hit and these heels outshine him. But uh, Now the time for Arn to turn on him. You never know. Yeah. A lot of possibilities there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And real quick, just on on Pac, I think he's been kind of weird as this kind of tweener face. I just want him to be the evil bastard again. So yes. uh, hopefully he is going to do some sort of a turn. Uh, I don't think I actually officially established who I think will win. So I just want to put that on record oh, please, as yeah. I, want it to, I, I want it to be Andrade and Malachi, and I believe it will be. So uh, I, I have them two taking it. Seconded. Definitely on that train with you, buddy. Okay, and I'm still going with Cody and Pac, even though I would love to see Andrade and Malachi win this one. Um, all right, next match on the card. Let's keep things moving. So we got a Minnesota Street Fight, uh, Inner Circle versus Men of the Year with American Top Team. Alex, what are your thoughts on this uh, shit show? <laughs> yeah, well, funny you say that because uh, this if, if we had this as a segment, it would be my bathroom break of the night. I am not really in need of seeing any further inner circle men of the year uh, slash ATT stuff. I thought that if they would have ended it after the first match, that would have been fine. They w- that was a fine feud continuing it for another month, month and a half. It just kind of starts to drag on uh, with that said, I think that it would be crazy for them to have this feud end with men of the year and America's top team winning. And I really am hoping I'm choosing, I'm choosing positivity, choosing optimism here and hoping that it ends after this match. So I'm going to go with the inner circle winning because I think that Jericho has to go. It'd be crazy for a legend like Jericho and some of the people on his team to lose to a bunch of UFC fighters. Um, I think that Dan Lambert's done a good job. He's a really funny heel to me at times. He says funny stuff. He knows how to ramble a lot better than I know how to ramble on this podcast sometimes. Uh, but <laughs> at the end of the day, for me, I, I think that I'm ready for it to be over. Uh, Chris, I think you texted us last night that you were like, I hope I wish Ethan page was doing literally anything other than he is doing right now. That was me. I agree. Oh, Sean, sorry. Uh, give me the credit. And, um, I, I agree. And I, I hope that after this we'll get to see, I, I like him and Scorpio sky as a tag team. I just, I, even just having Dan Lambert as their manager is fine. I just, I need to separate the American top team type stuff. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm in agreement with you where I kind of see this going inner circles way. There's no way you can have these MMA guys come in to get eyes on the on the product from people who might have not watched and have them win and then go away. Um, I think this is a perfect time that you have. They, they planned it out pretty well on Dynamite this week to have Dan Lambert eat the pin against probably either Jericho or if you're going to keep building up Sammy Guevara. Uh, this is the thing for him. He's the title holder still. Uh, this feud has just been running way too long. I think, like you said, like a month ago in the last match, this could have been done and over, but we're 
keeping the wheels going. And yeah, Ethan Page just needs to go on his own, I think. I would love to see him in a tag team with um, Scorpio, but I think he can really shine on his own till hopefully like one day Josh Alexander would come. That'd be great. But alas, that's all I really have to say about the center circle match. I just want to say that um, we've done a really good job after talking about how excited we are for this card being pretty negative about the first two things. We got to get it out of the way. <laughs> after this, I promise it's all positivity. Straight uphill. It won't be. You're just going to shit on the next match. <laughs> no, I'm excited for the next one. I like the next one. What are your thoughts on this one? No, I'm I'm a sucker for MMA guys doing matches. I don't know. I'm I'm one of the uh, marks who'll just buy this stuff. I, I get interested in seeing what they can do. I want to see what Junior DeSantos does, but I don't know the name of the other guy. So it shows you how engaged I am with this feud. Um, I do want to see Dan Lambert just take everyone's finish, and that can be the end for me. I'd like to see Inner Circle win just so it's over. Um, let's get Ethan Page some socks again, and then we can move on. So that's my pick. I'm going to go. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Inner Circle. Alex, what's your pick? Let's make it two Inner Circles. Yeah, I think we're three for three. This is definitely the Inner Circles match to win. Okay, cool. So gaining momentum, the next match on the card. Balls count anywhere. Jurassic Express, Christian Cage versus the Super Click, Adam Cole, Bebe, and Matt and Nick Jackson. What are your picks, Alex? I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's nobody on the AEW roster that changes my opinion of them more than when they're in a multi-man match than Jungle Boy. Every single time Jungle Boy's in a multi-man match, I'm like, this guy's amazing. And then I watch him in a singles match. I'm like, he's okay. He's good. But every single time he does anything multi-man, I love it. And so I'm excited for this match. I think uh, the pairing, I'm still, I've been thinking that Christian was going to turn on Jurassic Express for quite a bit of time. I'm still like wondering if that's there. I haven't really noticed any like things yeah. that they're like they haven't queuing that into scene, that. Though. Yeah. They were originally like back in August, but that was kind of before they switched to Hangman not doing all out. So it's going to be interesting to see if it back, if anything comes of that. However, um, on the other end of it, we just saw on Wednesday night, the Bobby Fish kind of tie in with the super click. Is he going to end up getting involved? Um, I'm, I'm super excited for this. It's a Falls Count Anywhere match. So the Bucks already barely have rules when they're doing a tag team match. They have even less now. I can't <laughs> wait for this match. It's going to be insane. I'm probably going to cringe from like being terrified of somebody hurting themselves. But uh if if ever there was a time for Christian uh, to just have like an insane match at age what forty eight forty nine, this is the one that this is going to be just a memorable like match that no matter what happens the rest of his time here, I think everyone will be look fondly on this match. Yeah, the this is a match where I think, uh, like you said, the Jungle Boy and the Young Bucks all thrive in multi man matches. I think they've done it for so long in their career; they know how to really incorporate everyone and keep it at a fast pace to where it just seems uh, spectacular. Um, this feud has been going on for quite a while, but you can't add a shit eater like Adam Cole and expect the shit not to get started even more. Uh, he's only put more heat on the flames. Him and Jungle Boy have had some great little matches um, in, in ring stuff together. Um some definitely personal attacks with that concerto coming back by Christian Cage. Um, good to see, but also not because of the world we live in. No, 
what that can do to your head. But I think this is something that definitely really behooves the super click because, you know, they're always up to dastardly things in the back and it's going to go backstage. Brandon Walker is going to fuck around. I definitely think we see Bobby Fish get involved on Sunday or Saturday as well. It's, it's just in their nature. And I think that will take them to the win. What are you thinking, Chris? Yeah, I didn't see the need for this to be a false count anywhere match at first. I thought that was uh, a little bit oversaturated with them announcing the Minnesota street fight with all the multi-men involved in that match. But thinking back on it, you know, Christian's going to up the ante and he's going to try to steal the show, uh, especially with him. I think actually not turning heel uh, and keeping him sort of a blandish character until he does turn heel because he is a great, great heel. I think he's a greater uh, heel than he is face. So. Uh, I think he's going to try to get some shine by doing some incredible, amazing spots. I'm guessing they're going to use some ladders as well. Um, I would assume Bobby Fish is going to be involved in this as well. I think it does have the potential to be a show stealer as well. The Bucks do bring their A game every time they're on pay-per-view. It's undeniable. They do perform their asses off each time. Um, I wasn't particularly super psyched going into the Lucha Bros match, but that was probably the best tag team match we've ever seen. It's one of them. They've had a penchant for having the greatest tag team matches of all time when you don't think they're capable of doing it. So again, depending on how much time they get and where this is positioned on the card, I think is going to out is going to decide its artistic merits, but very excited for this match too. I'm going with uh, the super click though to win this match. I second that one as well. I will not deviate super click all the way. I think that's you said something, Chris, of like the placement of these few matches really says something to the card because it's so stacked. It's definitely going to get lost in there if it's not perfectly placed. So hopefully they do a good job with that because the rest of the matches that we're going to talk about, I don't see how they're not going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, to use like a cheesy old Gorilla Monsoon phrase you know, I'd say well this would be a main event in any arena in the country but literally like all these matches are yes. main events in any country and yeah. all these would be main events for for dynamite they really would be uh there oh, isn't yeah. a single match on the card that i'd be like eh, you wouldn't want to go with that so uh the next match that we have is darby allen versus mjf it's two it's two of the four pillars uh darby and mjf my two favorite of the of the pillars uh Really excited for it. I think they've done a really good job in the buildup. Uh, we talked about it, you know, a week or two ago. You don't often see MJF actually kind of get into a fight before his matches. Uh, yeah. Usually, he's always running away, and you know, you just don't ever really get to see them, you know, link up beforehand. And getting to see Darby attack him in the way that you know Sting and his his goons kind of came out of the entrance way to kind of keep him from running away, and then he actually had to stand and fight. That got me super pumped. The way that Darby ran halfway across the arena to clothesline him over a barricade was amazing. I think that this match um, is one of those things that, like, this is what AEW is about. Like, as much as I love the Bucks, as much as I love Chris Jericho for everything he's done, as much as I love Brian Danielson being an AEW, in 10 years, these two guys are going to be just the top stars hopefully within AEW, but maybe elsewhere and getting to see this match now. And then in a few years, getting to see it again. And then a few years after that, getting to see it again, super exciting to me. Um, I could see both people, both of these guys winning it. And then there's also kind of the other side of it where we've seen MJF 
he's kind of turning a little bit on Wardlow or pushing Wardlow to a turn and then aligning himself a little bit more with Sean Spears. What's that dynamic going to have to do with this match? Is Wardlow going to accidentally cost him the match? Or is Sean Spears going to? I, when you look at the accountability buddy thing, that's to me the one area where I actually am kind of like, well, maybe that's how Darby wins is you see Wardlow does something that screws it up or or Spears accidentally causes Wardlow to screw it up. There's going to be something around there probably. Uh, but overall, super excited about this match. Um, I don't know how much time they're going to give it, but they should give it more than they're planning to. Yeah, I think this is something that could definitely steal the show in aspect of being the lower card. It doesn't have a title match in it. It's just two pillars going at it. Probably going to be a lifelong feud, hopefully, in AEW. But uh, something I noticed was MJF has pinned both other pillars, Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara, in that stadium stampede match that they've had. So this is what's left for him. But I think this will actually be his biggest test. I think it's, of course, and they save it for last. I think these two are just so polar opposites. And MJF has really really tried to break the down the psychology of Darby, but I think it's almost a little harder than he thinks it's going to be. I think when he said last week that you're never going to fit in and you're never going to win really hit hard. Um, truthfully, I want Darby to win, but I do think this might go MJF's way. It's a pick em. I know it's a fake sport, but good God, it's a pick em. <laughs> Just go either way. Um, yeah. Alex, you mentioned something before about these guys being stars in 10 years. I think there's no way MJF is not a mainstream star. Um, the stuff that maybe the Miz does, I can imagine him doing that on a grander scale or being like a perpetual guest on whatever the new talk show is tonight show, whatever the latest incarnations of that is. I could see him doing that. And then we haven't talked about this in the podcast before, but just Darby's relatability to younger fans. Like I think punk said at one time in a promo too, but if I was 15 or 14 years old and I'm a alienated teenage boy, I'm going to be looking up to Darby Allen and thinking that guy's fucking cool. I want to be like that dude. Definitely. Uh, so they do have this uh, great ability to build a company and mold it all around these two. And I think these guys are going to take advantage of the rub that they can give each other. Uh, I do believe Wardlow's going to get involved in some way. MJF put a very funny tweet out there a couple of days ago. It was like, oh, I heard Wardlow won his match. Good job, buddy. Just the <laughs> shittiness in his shit. Oh, just such a dick. So brilliant. Um, so I could imagine that he purposefully has a accountability mess up. Uh, I like that MJF does get these big wins. Sean, you mentioned before, too, that MJF uh, hasn't got a victory over him and needs to get a victory over all the pillars. But I do think it's going to be Darby uh, getting some shine back after taking a couple of losses lately on bigger stages. That's my prediction. I'm going to go with Darby. Alex? Yeah, it's so hard because I can see both of them getting propelled from this win in different ways. I'm going with MJF for now because I think that he gets that third that third win and that kind of helps set him up in the next few months to hopefully be feuding with, spoiler alert, who I think will win the uh, title match later on, Hangman. Yeah, I wish I could change my pick the more and more I think about it, but I'm going to continue to go with what I want to happen, and that's Darby Allen. 
Nice. Okay, so now I love how we're getting all excited and just like, oh, I can't pick as if it's a real sport, a real contest. But the next match is even crazier when it comes to that. Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. This has been one of the greatest two-week feuds in the history of wrestling. The intensity in this is unparalleled. It's going to be so fun to see these two go at it. I'm expecting a brawl based on the storyline that they've uh, built up so far. Uh, But I want to get your guys' thoughts. Alex, what do you think? Like if I've ever wanted to see a draw, this is it. I don't want either of them to lose. Uh, I think, like you said, the intensity that they built over a two-week period, the fact that this feud just started over Punk getting interviewed and Eddie just walking by and talking his shit. (laughs) I love that. It was a simple thing, but it was just like a disrespect. And then these two are just disrespecting each other back and forth. And then hearing how Eddie has now come out and said that that promo on Rampage last week there were purposeful nods to Cena and Punk back in 2011, which I think a lot of people could sense, but hearing it kind of confirmed like that was 100% intentional. Uh, super interesting. I think when I look at this match, and then I, after reading that Eddie Kingston article on the Players' Tribune, which if you have not read, go read Wrestling Elitist twice and then read that afterwards. I got to plug <laughs> us a little bit. Uh, but it's one of the best articles I've ever actually read. Uh, from from the Players' Tribune. After reading that, I don't know how any person could be rooting against Eddie Kingston. It was so. It was a raw story. It was about just how wrestling saved his life. Essentially, how close he came to quitting, having to sell all of his equipment to pay his mortgage at the beginning of uh, the quarantines, and then being able to turn that into what he has here, where he's one of the most exciting matches on full gear facing off against a recently returning CM Punk. He's just, he's an incredible guy to root for. I would love to see Eddie win. I'm not sure that I see that happening, uh, but I know that this match is going to be awesome. I expect a lot of uh, kind of homages to nineties Japanese wrestling, not just because he talked about Kawada and Misawa from 94, but just knowing that, uh, his gear, him being Eddie, is always uh, for Masawa. That's what the yellow is for. And then CM Punk obviously has a lot of Japanese influence as well. He got the GTS from uh, Kenta. And you just kind of see he wrestles in a very similar style to some of those guys from the 90s. So I'm hoping to see a brawl, but also see some some kind of callbacks to like old All Japan type stuff. Yeah, you said uh, who couldn't root against Eddie Kingston, and I think it's it's impossible now to root against Eddie Kingston in life. I think his story is almost one that reminds me of the movie Pursuit of Happiness, just went through the shit, and now he's living this beautiful life. Um, hopefully, I think this match can really just blow everyone away. I think both of these guys, like you were saying, have that great ability to throw in Japanese style. Um, and especially now punk has the, uh, MMA training. There's definitely going to be a lot of grappling and I can't wait to see that Eddie Kingston back, uh, spinning, uh, slap chop that he's got. These two have made it so personal in a matter of 10 words to each other, especially when he told him to go quit again for seven years after I beat your ass. (laughs) Just Eddie, I would cross the street if I was wa- walking next to Eddie Kingston. I, his eyes, he's so, so emotional and like pierces through your body as soon as he looks at you. When he's barking at him to fight him, it just feels real. And I think that's going to be 
probably actually end up being my favorite match of this whole card. But I think uh, as a CM Punk fan for so long, there's no way you can't root for him to just keep on this tear that he's on. What are you thinking, Chris? Uh, yeah, this build has been amazing. You notice how they're doing the simplest of things. An interruption of an interview segment has been done a bajillion times. Fiery in-ring promos done a million times. Backstage, I'm going to get them, pull apart, done a bajillion times. There's nothing original about what they're doing, but they're just being themselves, and they're putting their stamp on it, and it feels so legit, and it feels so real, and it feels so interesting. Punk is a master class in subtlety right now. Uh, Eddie's getting to be more animated. You get to see more of him, more of he's shining more right now. I think Eddie's the better actor, really, in terms of his range and his expression and what he can do on his face. Uh, but so- Punk is playing, again, like this Cena role, this someone who's like a little bit more in the background, a little bit more withheld, and a little bit holding his composure, uh, which is interesting. He's being very subtle and very slow before he erupts and gets aggressive and gets violent. He's going to have to bring his A game because Eddie's certainly on it right now in terms of in the ring. So it'll be amazing to watch this match. I think this is going to be one of the show stealers, and it's going to – the outcome of this match, which none of us know what's going to happen, is going to dictate many months of storyline. So I think it's an exciting match for that too because whatever happens here is going to dictate where the promotion goes in terms of maybe some of the next pay-per-views or some of the – uh, Clash of the Champions style supercards that they're going to have next year. So I'm excited as hell for this match. This is one that I'm pumped for, and I'm really just going to be on pins and needles watching it. I think CM Punk wins this. I think that's making me think Eddie wins this, though, is just not only the feel-good nature story that came with his article that has gone viral, that everyone is relating to, and has really touched a nerve, especially with the story of John Moxley getting child and treatment, um, that has, uh, has has really exploded and people have been very moved by it. But you notice how Punk is being very quiet right now. He's not doing a lot of appearances. They're not pushing his appearances on social media like they pushed this article. So maybe that's just their way of saying, like, it's going to make it ex- more accessible for the fans if Eddie wins and instead of Punk because they don't want to see Punk lose, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's going to be a very interesting outcome to see what happens in this. I'm going to be completely glued to the TV and enthralled by whatever the hell happens. Um, I, but, I, but I will pick Punk, though. I think I'm going to just go with it and go pick him. Uh, Alex, who's your pick? Uh, I believe it'll be CM Punk, and I believe that CM Punk will also wear his trunks this weekend. Oh, he fucking better. That's what's going to make it a five-star match right there, those long trunks. Long, no, no, I, I want trunks. long pants. I want long you pants. Are, no, long you, already said, you already said you, you agreed to trunks. trunks. No, God, no. Yeah, I'm not going to trunks. I'm going to cut out the part where God. you said long pants. Cut it. All right. I'm going to get canceled. I'm off the show now. <laughs> <laughs> Canceling myself. Sean, who uh, do you got? I agree. I think this is uh, CM Punk's victory. And I think this kind of, like you were saying about everything with Eddie Kingston with the Players Tribune and what he's said over recently, I think this could also be the lead that CM Punk needed for that heel turn. So I think he gets the win in maybe a little dastardly way or. Just really puts the heat on him. Yep. All right. So the next match, Brian Danielson versus Miro in the AEW World Title uh, Eliminator Tournament Final. It's very wordy. It is very wordy. Good God, words out there. Uh, it's funny though. Like when we're talking about how stacked this pay per view is and how just rich this card is. 
it just shows how great the roster is. The fact that you can substitute John Moxley when he's going to be making this heel turn and showing this entirely new character, you plug Miro in, it doesn't feel like you missed a beat, and you don't feel cheated, and you don't feel ripped off as a fan. This is a satisfying outcome for a tournament final, and I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Absolutely, and... I said in the last thing about CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, how can you read the Players' Tribune article and not root for Eddie Kingston? How can anybody see Miro not able to go home to his wife and not root for him? I am looking forward to this match. I want to see Miro be able to destroy Brian Danielson. I love Brian Danielson, but I think this is Miro's time to really establish himself as a dominant heel once again. Uh, God's favorite champion. I can't wait to see him against Hangman. So that's kind of what's guiding me towards this. I don't think that if, in my mind, if you were going to have Brian Danielson win this match. Oh, man. Oh, that he was, was close. close. That was close. Uh, that was close, but not This is your first there. time listening to the podcast. If Alex says the wrong name, he has to sing Bailey's theme song. Or if you guys do it, you do too. That's not just a me rule, right? Oh, no. We're just going to make out. We're just going to make out. <laughs> <laughs> or if you guys say it, I still have to sing it. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> no, but I I think that if you're going to have Danielson win, I'm not sure that I put Miro up in this spot and maybe I'm just overthinking it and I'm sitting here thinking of it that way. But Tony's thinking of it in the sense of like, I'm a, I want to put on the best match possible. So he's wanting to put Miro in this spot. I just think that after Miro lost to Sammy for the TNT title, he hasn't really done a whole lot other than the promos, which have been amazing, but in terms of seeing him in action, I want to see him win here. And I think that he'd be a great first opponent for Hangman. I'd be a little bit heartbroken because I don't think that he would win the title, that would mean. However, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually more than okay with that just because uh, I think Miro will get his chance to shine either way. And they've really done a great job figuring out how to kind of hide his weaknesses. Who knows how many times they have to... He's never been much of a talker, but I don't. I don't. I have no idea about that because... They always do those backstage vignettes, which he always comes off as a badass. He's not stumbling over words or anything like that. And I'm really excited to see what they can do with him uh, in terms of kind of taking that next step. We talked about it a few weeks ago, once again, where like the God's favorite champion thing was so cool, but I didn't know what they were going to do next. And now seeing him basically just talk shit to God, kind of funny. Uh, but also like, there's a little bit of it that's like, okay, well, I feel like if he's talking shit, then that means he needs to kind of back it up. So, uh, I see, I see this match going either way. I think they're both great. Obviously Miro's got the neck of sand. I believe he referred to it as, um, and Danielson's definitely going to take advantage of that, but I just, it's crazy because this match, I don't know. It probably happened in, in WWE at some point. But there's no way I was nearly as excited as I am right now because I just feel like these two going at it in AEW where they get to do whatever they want is going to be spectacular. Yeah, when Miro said you were everything to some but nothing to me, it really made me reconsider who I think is going to win this match. It started to make me think, well, you know, yeah, we're spoiler what I think later, Hangman's going to win. I don't know if you have him go against Brian Danielson so quick. Like that's that's a match down the road. I think that this is a spot kind of for the monster to win, where in the other matches we kind of see either the, the babyface win or just the normal, not so big and monstrous like 
Miro is. Uh, the the clash of styles that these two have, the, br- the brutality of Miro, but also the technical ability and striking of Brian Danielson is there's not going to be a boring moment in this match. I think this is one where you're definitely going to be glued to the screen, hopefully close to 20 minutes. Um, I have high hopes for this match. Uh, Brian's been on this tear, but I think it might come to an end right now. And I didn't had no clue that Miro being thrown into this tournament would actually turn out to be something that I enjoyed, but the way he decimated orange Cassidy in his promos lately have just been, so hyped for me that I think this match will definitely take it for me. But uh, what are you thinking, Chris? Yeah, I'm excited to see Miro wrestle. Uh, he does a lot of power moves. He does a lot of great shit there, but he's a great striker and so forth. But I'd love to see him wrestle, and I think he's going to get that opportunity to show what he can do there. And that'll put an interesting tweak to the match and his character because he can put you in a great hold and put you in uh, his finish. Uh, I'm excited to see the outcome of this, it's kind of the same as punk and Kingston. Like, I don't know which road they're going to go on. I have no clue. And I think on one hand, if you give it to Danielson, it kind of books yourself in the corner because you don't want to go against the grain. If hangman does win the belt or win the title. So I just don't know what to expect. I think coming into it, I always assumed that Danielson was going to lose, uh, going to going up against the heel Moxley and typically in the logic of booking, anytime you put a replacement in, you typically have them win. So maybe it will be Mural winning. Um, you know, initially I was going with Danielson, but I think now I'm going to pick Miro. I agree uh, with you. Maybe see Lana. I, uh, I do. I watched Dynamite again before we started recording this, and Miro has definitely changed my mind. I think he's he's got this match in the bag. I I don't know if I actually said who I thought was going to win, so I just want to go on record once again, say Miro. Also, if you look at our Damn. pre-show notes, I'm the only one who said Miro. So you changed my mind. I did. I did it first. You did. You changed my mind. Like the way I'm you, allowed to. Yeah, you were so for him. I was like, oh fuck, I, I guess Miro's got to win this one. Oh, this so is like yeah. the best. This is the best problem to have as wrestling fans. It's like I'd love to see either. No, it is. Like, yeah, it's a nice thing to be able to go. Like, I don't care. I just want to see a great match, and I don't give a fuck who wins or loses. That's it's a not, great feeling. It's not like seeing Jinder Mahal beat Shinsuke Nakamura live in person. No, that was a great and, moment. Come on. We got and our just being here. disappointed. <laughs> or it's not even like the, I don't care who wins. I'm going to be happy either way. It's like, I have no idea who's going to win. That's to me what's like super exciting. Yes. A lot of times in wrestling, it's okay for there to be predictability. There's some predictability in, uh, you know, one of the matches coming up and, I'm okay with that because sometimes it's about how you get to the end, not what the end result is. For sure. Um, but is, this is a case where I'll be happy no matter who wins, and I also don't know who will win. All right, so here's another pick em. So for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, current champions, the Lucha Bros, going up against our favorite tag team and Jim Cornette's favorite tag team, FTR. <laughs> Um, this has had an interesting build. FTR has really gotten under their skin with their condescending embracement and uh, shade towards Lucha Wrestling. Uh, I love the reveal when they were under the hood. Everyone else seemed to hate it. I thought that was amazing. Dax has been awesome. His match with Pac was a show stealer. 
Uh, Cash has had great flashes too. So those guys are really looking hot coming into this match. Haven't seen enough of the Lucha Bros, it feels like, defending their title. So they don't have the, as much momentum as I thought they would coming into this match. But this, if they get the time, could be a five-star match. I know they've had style clashes in the past, but I think this could be, uh, again, another one of those matches. Like, God, if they just give it the right amount of time, this is going to be an absolute classic. Yeah, what's what's funny is FTR in character hates... Uh, you know, flips and, you know, well, back in the day, there were no flip or no, no flips, just fists. And the funny thing is, is they really make people shine who are those people, the, the flippy people or the ones who are all yes. flashy. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they're with FTR, they just end up looking amazing. So with that, I agree that this match can easily be a five-star match. Uh, and it's one that's hard to predict because um, you can't, I, this is a, uh, audio podcast, but I'm wearing my FTR hat right now. I love FTR. Uh, however, I think that the Lucha brothers, you kind of mentioned it. They haven't had like a signature win since beating the bucks. And I don't think that I'm ready to see them lose. I want them to have a couple of good defenses as well. And I think that one thing that we've seen with AEW is they do usually get, let people stack up a couple of really good defenses before they pass on uh, a tag the tag belts and i kind of think that that's part of why ftr got the lucha tag titles i mean obviously part of that was storyline as well but i think it was also similar to how christian got the the tna or the impact title right before he faced kenny it just kind of like that way they each still have something there and you can split those titles up um i think this match is going to be to to steal a word from chris fun that's that's what this match is going to be it's going to be there's going to be some crazy spots um it'll be interesting because we talk about like lucha and like the kind of cooperation spots then once again it's ftr so are they going to partake in cooperation style spots or is it going to be a little bit more hard hitting there's a lot that we all will see on uh saturday uh but either way i can't wait um I have the Lucha Brothers winning, but it's not because I necessarily think anything other than, like I said, the fact that they just haven't really had any defenses yet. So it seems a little crazy to me for them to lose it already because they're such a great team. Yeah, you can never really count out the Lucha Brothers from doing something crazy in a tag match on a pay-per-view. So we've seen it time in and time out. They always show out, but we really haven't seen them as much lately, especially as how much we've seen FTR get involved in other people's matches, have even a singles match. Um, but the FTR, they're, I think they're probably the top tag team in AEW. I think if the titles are in their sight and I think they should grab them, they, they're so hard hitting to a very different style of the Lucha brothers who are just going to fly around, but are still going to take the slam once they come in with it. Um, this feud of differing styles and their ideologies of how wrestling goes. I mean, Lucha is so like jazz. It's just all over the place. There's no real structure to it. They're changing in and out of the ring without anything. It's everything that FTR hates. And I think that'll truly fuel their way to victory. Um, I, and and also owner of the FTR hat, am going to continue to stick by their side on like that traitor Alex. But Chris, don't you, don't you put that on me. You on, you on I, I the good side. That hat. 
and I love it and I respect it. I almost got the FTR shirt actually before from Pro Wrestling Tees earlier, <laughs> but I went with the AEW shirt. But I think I will get the FTR shirt eventually. And also, they, they have a great um, entrance. It's uh, very kind oh, of. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, song. I love that theme song. They have, they <laughs> they have, have the same as us. They have a great theme song, and every single time they come out wearing one of their jackets. I immediately go online to see if I can find it, and I can't, which is probably a good thing because I would pay way too much money for one of them. Tully, Tully's always got a great sports coat, too, and a matching shoes to go with it. So oh, yeah, he does. It's um, beautiful. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been hyped. Oh, sorry. Go, go ask. Oh, I just wanted to really quick shout out to that. that you had mentioned earlier the Pac versus uh, Dax match the other day. That avalanche brain buster Ooh. was absolutely insane. That sometimes brain bust. I, I love a brain buster when the person who's doing it actually knows how to do one. I think a lot of people they just make it look like a suplex. That one was terrifying, and just the fact that they did that on a Wednesday night Dynamite episode was crazy. And I just want to shout out to both of them for pulling that off. Yeah, I think they did a backdrop too from the top. If I'm, yeah, a lot of moves from yeah, the top. They they do. Uh, yeah, Dax knows how to sell. And just give it time and breathe and make sure when they land, they're not in a position where they can just clearly pin each other. It's just logic things that they do so well in their matches that causes drama and that doesn't take you out of it by doing just a series of super moves and super finishes and they go for a quick two count. Um, I love how they pace their matches. They're fantastic at what they do. They're great artists in the ring. Uh, I've loved their run so far. They've made themselves a viable heel challenger i think they're having so much momentum that it's almost like the logical choice that you put them over they did kind of do a retread alex like you said with the Kristen cage angle just to make it logical to get ftr back in um you know back in contention but they're really showing themselves to be the best tag team in all of wrestling i think it's undeniable that they're bringing the art back and they are uh doing so many things as a team to make themselves interesting and make themselves the obvious choice for uh, title reign I wonder how Andrade is going to play himself out. He did get their services for two weeks. That was a very telling timeline as well. So I don't know if he's going to play into this as well. I don't know how they're he's going to get involved. Um, that could be something that plays a hand in the outcome of the match. Yeah, you you just kind of touched on part of what I wanted to say in terms of there's a lot of interfeuding going on without with other matches and things like that throughout the card. So it'll be interesting to see what what weaves into this match from Andrade as well as on that end will FTR be involved in that match um and then you you said something else that just kind of really excited me just about you know them, them really bringing back the art of tag team wrestling i think for the longest time and i've i've got an article that's half written about this i didn't understand that tag team wrestling was actually like really like an its own art form or it's it's something mm-hmm. that's truly special. I always thought that tag teams were just people who were kind of put together and mm-hmm. then eventually they split up and then they feud. And then one of them ends up Marty Jannetty. Like genuinely, <laughs> genuinely that was kind of the way that I saw it. Um, you know, I even think back to, uh, kind of the first tag team I remember breaking up was Billy Kidman and Paul London. And like, ever since then, like I liked those two and then they broke up and then I just always got in my mind that that's what happens. You get to see them go on a run and then they split up and kind of one of them just does whatever. And the other one kind of goes to try to become a star. And it's just really cool to see. There's a lot of teams in AEW that uh, I would imagine have no intentions of ever breaking up. And I love that. 
uh, and hope hope that that's the case. Obviously, sometimes it makes for a great story, and there's guys that are going to be great single stars too. But it's just really cool to see tag team wrestling truly be a priority for a company and a priority for the talent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, agree with you on everything you said there. I'm excited as hell for this match. I think, again, this is going to be a show stealer that could be a five-star match. I'm going to go with FTR, though, to win the titles. F-T-R. <laughs> and I will be going Lucha Brothers. <laughs> All right. The next uh, match, it's going to be for the AEW Women's Championship. World Champion Dr. Britt Baker. DMD. All of us are doing the finger thing right now, even though you can't you have to. see it. Versus uh, number one contender, Tay Conti. Yeah, this, this match doesn't really seem more than just that. Um, I just think it's the number one contender getting their their shot at the belt. They've kind of had a couple jabs back and forth, to, but uh, nothing real like story wise. Uh, last night on Dynamite, there's a little little moment where she didn't get in the ring to help Rebel, but uh, I think she might have deserved that for kind of uh, botching up a tag earlier in the match. So there's nothing really to it. I think uh, Britt always puts down a great match. Um, I, I don't think Ty Conti is any kind of credibility to beat her at this point. She's just on such a different level. Um, and I don't even know really who could be the next one to actually take Britt Baker down. If you're going to add another title, who's there left? Uh, who's going to take that title and who's left to face her? So I think she might have this for a while. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to be tapping my fingers as soon as she wins. What do you guys think? I I, I agree that. Tay Conti is she's actually been really good, but she's not quite like to where I would believe that she's ready to take the title. I think every time you hear Tony Khan talk about her, he actually in a press conference today, I believe, said that she's the most improved wrestler in the world for over the last year and kind of mentioned that when she got released, like he was immediately like, I need to get her. And I've seen it like when I went to the shows in Dallas, uh, she was on a dark or elevation. I can't remember which one. But she was really good and she's really engaging with the crowd. And, you know, she's got, uh, you know, a background. Uh, and I believe it's, is it judo? I think she's got a background. I in. think so. And so, you know, she kind of brings like a more realistic fighting style. I think that this match in a few years could be really exciting. I think it's going to be really good this week. I just think that it's, it's clear that it's going to be Britt Baker that wins. And it's just kind of getting her to her next feud, which... Really, I'm hoping is maybe a, a Thunder Rosa or maybe even Chris Statlander again. But I, it's it's definitely a a good question to ask in terms of who can take the title off of Pritt at this point. Yeah, that was a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't know how he came up with judo, but just a I I should have known that because I, I knew she was I knew she was from Brazil. Makes but for sense. Some right? I was thinking it wasn't jujitsu. Yeah. She definitely shows it off in the ring, but She's got a little bit of everything, it seems like. Yeah. She's good, but she's not going to beat Britt Baker. And I think Britt Baker is going to need to beat some soup cans for um, a couple of months. She's going to have the title for a few pay-per-views and needs to keep winning. She's going to be sort of the female Roman Reigns and just keep winning and winning and winning. And there's nothing wrong with it because the character is so goddamn good. So keep her winning. That's my prediction. I'm going to go with DMD. DMD. Yeah, make that three DMDs. Ooh. <laughs> All righty. So let's go to the main event, the biggest match I'd have to say in AEW's history or the match that they've been building up literally it's since its inception on that right. first, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
sh uh, staging that they had when they unveiled the company and they did that thing in Jacksonville. Um, Hangman talked about wanting to be the champion there and made a big to-do of that. So this has been building since the entirety of the promotion's history. They've been building this match. Uh, Hangman getting a shot against Kenny as a champion for so long. It's finally here. Was it the build that we wanted? I don't know. We'll talk about that. But it's the main event that we all wanted to see. I haven't been this excited for a main event title match since probably like uh, it's getting like Austin Rock level or maybe CM Punk Cena. I'm just like that interested and hoping and hoping and hoping that this is a big time main event. So we're here. I'm excited for it. What are your guys' thoughts? I will. One of the big knocks when we all like before AEW was that you know, WWE never told long-term stories and new Japan did. There's rumors that Kato has, you know, he's got 2025 already written out essentially, but WWE never really told long-term stories. It's kind of a running joke that anytime there is one that goes two or three months and there's like a mystery to it, you just kind of know it's either going to fizzle out and they don't ever reveal what the mystery is, or the answer is going to be hornswoggle and getting to be, <laughs> Getting to actually see something that's gone on this long and it's legitimately going to pay off and there's been kind of the bumps in the road. We all thought, you know, we were in a text thread in June or July and, uh, you know, we're talking like, oh man, I kind of want to go to Chicago to see Hangman win because we thought that that was when it was going to happen. We, it was like, well, of course they're going to do it then. They're not going to wait all the way until full gear. Then the the match happened where he lost his number one contender spot. And we were pretty deflated from it. We were like, there's no way that they can keep us interested until full gear at this point. Obviously, part of what helped was Hangman went away and then came back. But I actually like looking back, it's, you know, one of those cliches of, oh, it's all about the journey. I'm I'm happy with the journey. I'm happy that I'm happy that we went through that to get to where we are today, where he wins it at full gear. For some reason, him winning at all out now feels like that would have been wrong. And especially with the debuts that happened at all out. I am so ready to see Hangman win. The crowd's ready to see him win. They're going to be in Virginia a week or two after this. It's going to be a party. I cannot wait to see Hangman get his triumph. I think that they did. They told the story the right way by him losing that Eliminator match, and you know, it kind of validating his own insecurities, and then him coming back as the Joker in the ladder match and getting to win and getting himself back into the title picture. Yeah, this is something that has truly gone on so long. As, like it, it feels like if it's not day one, it's day zero with this feud. It's even gone just in the the way of the elite or the structure of the elite. He always kind of seemed just below everyone else. But they, when they come out and say, "Who do you think is going to be the biggest star in AEW?" Yes. Yep. They they said Hangman. So I think this is finally the culmination of all of that. This, if we would have saw this happen after they lost or they, they retained the tag belts against was the young bucks. And he looked like he was about to hit that buckshot lariat. And we ruined this on just a singles match without a title involved with how big these two have become. There's no way you can't have the title involved. And it just, yeah, it definitely seem, seems like it has the perfect timing all out might've been a little too soon. There's just so much more they could continue to do to heat up this this feud that's just kind of been simmering for two years now. So the uh, Excalibur made a comment about being the most confident uh, hangman we've seen. I, I think I mentioned it last week. Um, this is just 
exactly what we needed to see Hangman win. I think it it's perfect telling of why they lost in the previous, why he lost in the previous years. Um, he kind of brought up Kota Ibushi in his uh, the contract signing over over yesterday on Dynamite, and kind of t- called himself a Kenny Omega in his own way, um, just like he is to Kota Ibushi. So. I think there's going to be a great dynamic between these two, and this is definitely wor- worthy of being the main event of possibly the greatest pay-per-view in my lifetime of watching. Yep, couldn't be more excited about this match. I think uh, coming into it, the story of Hangman always being the choker and always blowing it in big opportunities, and Kenny arrogantly thinking he always wins and comes up huge in the biggest and brightest stages and he's not taking hangman seriously as a contender and the storyline of this match as it's going to uh this build i don't think he's taking him seriously at all and he's been a big a bit of a goof obviously with his persona uh in terms of build i was looking to have more of like a sit down with jr like they did when it was the bucks and um hangman and omega as a team but i think with kenny's character just being sort of a narcissistic goof maybe in kayfabe he wouldn't even want to sit down you know so whatever that's fine i mean they've been building this like you said alex for forever and the long-term storyline aspect yeah it just does get forgotten how other companies don't do that and they don't have the foresight and they've had the foresight with this for so long that if you don't pay off with hangman winning the title he comes he becomes a piece of shit like, I just don't know how he has any credibility left, and I don't know how they recover. It's an excellent swerve, and it would be a crazy moment, and there's going to be a lot of dr- drama uh, as they get to, oh, shit, is Kenny going to get him? Is Kenny going to pin him? Those pinfalls are going to have so much drama, uh, just unprecedented drama for every close pinfall. Those false finishes are going to be on the same level as a fan of uh, Omega, versus okada when they had their you know seven star match which is every pinfall felt like that was a huge momentous uh, moment uh so this is going to be a great main event i'm excited to see hangman win i think hangman has so much likability. i think no matter who you are what type of fan you are whatever background you come from that guy seems cool and he's not a dipshit baby face He's a man's man, and he just seems like a guy that would be genuinely fun to hang out with, too. And he does have that, like, blue-collar, Stone Cold Steve Austin appeal. They've known that this is the guy for so long, and now is the time, and they have a lot of momentum. Kenny's character is kind of losing steam in this persona, I believe. So I do think the time is right, and there's a lot of great storyline opportunities to go with it. You can do a shitload of return matches as well with Kenny taking him more seriously. So I'm going to go with... Uh, hangman winning the title and dramatic fashion um my hope is that maybe he's the first guy to kick out of the one wing angel that would Ooh. be if he does that Ooh, huge. that would be a holy fuck build towards hitting <laughs> that lariat oh yeah that would i i hadn't even considered that as an option yeah. and i'm a little mad now that I'm going to be disappointed if even if he wins yeah. that he didn't do it because <laughs> I I was thinking there was going to be some sort of not a dusty finish, but like, you know, when there's a couple of years ago, I can't remember what match it was. It was a, it was, a, it was actually in, I think like NXT or something. There was a match where someone got pinned, but their arm was just under the, uh, bottom yeah. rope, was just under the bottom rope. They didn't grab it, but technically that meant that part of their body was out of the ring. So it didn't count. 
And I was thinking there's going to be some sort of like a crazy finish like that, or like Kenny will, uh, you know, pin him and he'll just barely put his leg on the road. Like there's going to be like one of those like moments where you don't see his shoulders come up, but then a second later you realize like, oh, they did something else. There's, there's going to be that yeah. moment and, it, and I'm going to, I'm going to scream during it. And I, I'm going to just a pre-apologize for probably upsetting your dog and your wife because we're going to watch at your house, Chris. Yeah, they know what's coming on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> no, it, but I think like Tony's made a big, Tony Khan that is, of making a point to not repeat WCW's mistakes. And he's talked about that a lot. Don't make the same mistake as Starcade 97 of Sting and Hogan where uh, Sting looks like an idiot because of the stupid pin. Um, now, if it was uh, music playing, distraction finish with Hornswoggle, I'm all fucking for it. <laughs> this is That would be the best finish of all time. <laughs> Oh, no. they'll, they'll, they'll take my money forever if Hornswoggle interferes. That would be great. Oh, oh no! Hopefully, we, friend of the show. <laughs> hopefully, we don't get any kind of like Jim Harbaugh complaint at the end. Just oh, I talked to these people, and and I definitely didn't really lose. But yeah, fuck it. Let's have a let's have a clean <laughs> <laughs> let's have a clean title change. I am going with the confident millennial cowboy <laughs> hangman Adam Page. Damn straight. It's got to be yeah, brother. Has to be Hangman. All righty. So this is a show that on paper, again, we've said it probably five times in 10 different ways already, but like this is has the potential to be the greatest pay-per-view of all time. I don't think that's exaggeration or hyperbole to say that. I think uh, one of the funny things about it is I know going in as a fan and just as easy to laugh at, I'm going to have so much anxiety Friday night going into Saturday morning thinking like, I hope they don't screw this up. And like, I hope there's no myth spots. Like I know I'm going to be just a ball of nerves watching this show because I'm rooting for them because it has the potential to be that good. Uh, so I think I'm not in the minority here of fans that are probably thinking like, Oh shit, I hope something bad doesn't happen or potentially getting their feelings hurt if this doesn't live up to all the hype and expectations. But I think AEW has a fantastic track record and with All Out uh, a few months ago being one of the greatest shows of all time, I don't see them disappointing. They're on a hot streak like no wrestling company has been with pay-per-views. And I think this is the culmination of that hot streak. What What's really exciting is the idea that after All Out, there was, there's a lot of feelings of, yes, that was a great show. There was some great wrestling, but also there were two surprises that they'll ne- never really be able to do again in terms of debuting somebody that the magnitude of Brian Danielson and then immediate, or I guess the reverse that it was Adam Cole and then Danielson. And it was such a great moment that for me, I was worried that full gear wasn't going to ever be able to really match up to that. But at this point, card wise, I'm more excited for this show than I was for all out all out. I was obviously excited because of the rumors of some new debuts. And obviously we already knew that CM Punk was coming back officially at that point. So, um, just an absolute stacked card. Uh, even, you know, there's maybe like, there's literally one match where I'm like, eh, you can get rid of that. And that's the men of the year one, uh, with America's top team. But even that one, I'm sure they're going to surprise me, especially with it being a street fight, this match or this card, is going to be great if if you're somebody who's been trying to get your friends to watch wrestling. Yes, this is the show to show them. Yep, I 100 believe that anybody who watches this, even if they're like, you know what, wrestling's just not for me, they're going to respect it a lot more after seeing this. Most definitely, yeah. If 
if you know anyone out there who has that inkling, this is definitely the show to tell them to watch with you, without you. Just ingest it and enjoy it. Yeah, speaking of which, you can come to downtown Plymouth and watch it with me and Alex. Of course, Sean's going to be rooting for the Lions in Pittsburgh and watching them go 0-9. So, you know, whatever there. choice you want to make with your hobbies and free time, you hey, know, whatever. Hey, they did this to me. This was supposed to be last week. I, I thought I had it perfectly planned, but, you know, something's always got to fuck me. Card subject to change. <laughs> yeah, you sadist. I'm watching that. Okay, so what do you guys think is going to be the match of the night? Oh, it's hard because there's, there's a part of it. That's, is it match of the night in terms of stars or is it in terms of my, which Sorry. I believe that's yeah, what that's, yeah, that's because, because my match of the night is going to be a little bit different than like the match I'm most looking forward to and think it's going to be the best. And like for, just for me, definitely my say match both. of the night, my top, my, my five star matches, Lucha brothers versus FTR. I think that it's just, it's two professional tag teams that are just going to put on a hell of a show uh, I think the Lucha Brothers are probably hungry after what they were able to do with the Bucks, and it's just another another group that uh, they can do that with, and it'll be a completely different story, a completely different type of match. So I'm really excited for that. I believe that that'll be the highest star rating for myself. And then in terms of what I'm the most excited for, it's it's Hangman versus Kenny, just because I think that uh, just getting to kind of fully take in that win getting a chance to maybe see him kick out of the one wing angel. I hate that you said that um, <laughs> is just really exciting. Um, and for my match of the night, I, if we're going by stars, I definitely have to say, I think it'll be CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I think there's, there's no doubt there's talent in the ring in this match, but I think there's so much story that they can tell in the match that will just really set it off against all these other matches where there's already kind of a story, but we're not going to totally see it in the ring. Like we will here. Both these two are just such, such a tear in the ring. So I can't see myself not giving this a high rating, but uh, what I'm really looking forward to the match that I just can't wait to see is the Brian Danielson versus Miro match. Um, Miro has definitely changed my mind in the past few weeks of some of these promos I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel about him entering the tournament for uh, John Moxley, but I think he has done it flawlessly. I think it, I mean, it completely flipped me. So both I think are going to be great and can't wait to see him. Yep. Nonsense. WrestleMania X seven. Did I think there was a pay-per-view card capable of having four or five star matches? Now that won't really happen. That's insane. But I think there's a potential for, uh, the Super Click and Lucha Bros and Christian match being five stars. There's a chance that Eddie Kingston and CM Punk can be five stars. FTR and Lucha Bros can be five stars. And Hangman and Kenny will be five stars. For me, Hangman and Kenny, I think, is going to be a five-star match. I hope it is. I truly hope that's the match that gives uh, Hangman his moment. I think Kenny's going to give it to him. And I think Kenny's may allow him to kick out of the one-wing angel. And that would be the thing that kicks it over the top. Uh, that would be a fantastic way to wrap up their storyline um, and put a bow on this amazing story that they've been telling since the beginning of the promotion. So that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, this is going to be the best pay-per-view, I think, we've all seen in our little nerdy lives. So we're excited for this show. Uh, I'm sure that came through. <laughs> and we'll be discussing it and dissecting it on our podcast. Uh, so please subscribe to the show we're going to be discussing this uh and we'll be discussing the fallout on uh, dynamite and rampage 
uh, in the weeks to come. We'll also be posting more articles on WrestlingElitist.com. So please subscribe to us on Spotify and iTunes. Give us a five-star ratings. Um, share the, the this podcast with your friends and then watch the pay-per-view, order it, bring someone over who could become a casual fan, convert them, get them addicted because this is some good shit to get someone uh, brainwashed on wrestling on. Anything else you guys want to say before we uh, hand things over to Rick Rude? I wish I was going to be there with you guys, but no <laughs> doubt I'll enjoy this pay-per-view. <laughs> I too wish that you had the same dedication that Chris and I have to the podcast. Yeah. I hope I've the Lions <laughs> win just so you guys don't get a first oh. round draft pick. Yes. Get yourself out of that too. If the Lions win, I'm going to be in a jail cell in Pittsburgh. So <laughs> this podcast might not exist. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, just in terms of what I have to add, I think you, you pretty much summed it up pretty well. It's going to be just an incredible card. We've already said it show a friend who's never watched wrestling and you're going to make a new fan or at least somebody who respects it a little bit more. Cannot wait to watch this and can't wait to talk about it again next week. Awesome. All right, Rick rude. Hit the music. Hit the music. <laughs>